Uh, episode 500 and it's starting off with notes about things and places and agencies such as governmental agencies that I simply cannot stand. So apparently, apparently federal agencies, yeah, they're tracking your phone locations with data bought from data brokers. You can't make this stuff up, folks. Welcome to In the Weeds with Dexter Johnson. This is a tech podcast all about you, the listener. My aim is to educate, inform, and most importantly, empower you with the tools that you need to face this ever-changing world of technology. So let's get into it, shall we? All right, guys. So first and foremost, you know that I love my evergreen content. And just because I exposed you guys to a word that you might not be familiar with, data brokers. So first and foremost, per clearcode.cc, let's give data brokers an actual definition, even though we don't want to give them anything else. So data brokers, a.k.a. information brokers, data providers and data suppliers are companies that collect data themselves or buy it from other companies like a credit card company crawl the internet for useful information about users legally or otherwise and aggregate that information with data from other sources e.g offline sources so most people are not even aware that such companies exist and oh trust trust me folks they exist But data brokerage has become a lucrative industry that generates $200 billion in yearly revenue, and it's still growing. How often have I said that data, 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 data is the most important currency of this stage of our lives? Think about all of the hacks and things like that that are going on. Think about all of the data breaches that are happening. It's because people want your data. So one, they can advertise to you and two, they can steal from you. Come on. So what types of data do brokers collect and what do they do with it? So here, here's some of the examples, social media, web history, online and offline purchase history and warranty information, credit card information, government records, and the types of data that brokers collect and sell includes your full name, your address, your telephone numbers, your email addresses, your age and gender, your social security number, data about real estate on income, occupation and education. So here's the thing. Let's just say a legitimate company has your email address, first name, last name. They can create a contract. They can drop a contract with a legitimate data broker and they can just join all of that data together so they can say okay match on first name last name and email address and add these demographic fields add your last address add your occupation so therefore hey we're we're running an email campaign but we want to target people within these occupations we want to target people that own real estate we want to target people let's just say you've got your yearly salary so let's just say you're a young man making $75,000 per year, boom, they can say, hey, 
you know what? We, we want to target individuals that make seventy five to $150,000 per year. Bam. Guess what? You're in there. And this is people's legitimate business. So the Department of Homeland Security, they have been buying location data from who? Data brokers, aka third parties, to sidestep the traditional warrant process. Of course, of course, they're trying to sidestep the traditional warrant process because they simply want to get data any way that they can. And they, as usual, do not give a crap about you. And this is all according to new documents released by a great membership organization that I'm a proud card carrying member of the American Civil Liberties Union or the ACLU. So these documents show that agencies such as Customs and Border Patrol and the Immigrations and Customs Enforcement were able to purchase vast amounts of this location data without any judicial oversight. Yes, no one, like I said, this is a contract between entity and data broker. The entity already has data on you. The data broker is saying, hey, we've aggregated all of this data together for lack of better terms. We have this source and that source that they're not going to tell you. And then in their database and all of their logic, they're saying, hey, I want to make this type of match. I want to make this type of match. I want to make that type of match. So therefore, in their main customer tables, in their main tables that provide any type of information that they can garner about you, they're saying, hey, we're going to just aggregate it all together and update certain fields for us. People do it all the time. So here's the thing. Generally, obtaining data about domestic communications directly from providers like telecom companies, that requires a warrant and it must be approved by a judge. But purchasing data from an intermediary organization is not subject to the same constraints and effectively gives law enforcement agencies carte blanche to gather personal data that they would not otherwise be able to access. So here's the thing. The volume of the location data disclosed in the newly released documents is huge, and it points to an even greater level of data acquisition being carried out by the agency's concerns. So the documents were obtained by the ACLU under freedom of information laws. Gotta love freedom of information after a lawsuit was filed in 2020 following reporting by the Wall Street Journal that uncovered the purchase of commercial location data by government agencies. So, guys, this is this is absolutely pathetic. And of course, you can see that there is a potential for abuse. Of course, it's always a potential for abuse, especially when you're dealing with location data, because it's so it's so blanketed. And this is why I always say, hey, also deny, deny, deny the ability for applications to use your location or make them only use your location when you utilize the app. You can say, hey, you know what? I've got a new app installed and it's saying, hey, can I use your location? You have a you have an option for never. You have an option for all only while I use the app. And you also have an option for always. Never choose always unless you 100% trust the company, which you shouldn't really trust any company, right? You shouldn't trust them. So typically, I always err on the side of caution. And for me, I always choose while using the app. Why? 
<laughs> well, perfect example. Why does Olive Garden need to know where I'm at all the time? They don't. They simply need to know while I'm using the app so that they can get me to the closest Olive Garden. So therefore, my order goes to the correct restaurant. That is it. So, guys, as usual, our our governmental agencies, they take shortcuts. They take shortcuts. And the thing is, we don't know what this data is going to be used for. But of course, if we're talking about the entities that I was speaking of earlier, whether we're talking about border protection and ICE, of course, they're going to be out here stirring the pot. So ACLU, thank you for everything that you do. Guys, if you want to become a car carrying member of the ACLU like me, I will be including some information in the show notes. And yeah, this was episode 500. Guys, it has been a number of years since I started this podcast, my first solo foray into podcasting. And I definitely want to thank you guys for the outpouring of support. And since this is 500, guys, share the podcast with a friend. Tell someone about it. And let's continue this conversation. Follow me on Twitter at Dexter underscore Johnson. And until next time, I'll holler at you. Thank you for listening to another episode of In the Weeds with Dexter Johnson. I'm hoping you're coming away more empowered educated and enthralled in the technological world be sure to tell a friend share this episode and follow me on twitter at dexter underscore johnson and most importantly stay tuned for future episodes until next time